Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them. With your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about terrible films and the people who love them. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. And who do we have here? I'm Sarah Griffith, and today we're going to be talking about The Phantom Menace. Boom! Mm. Straight into it. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) You didn't even even pause. This episode is a prequel to your episode um, that you talked about, Attack of the Clones, which I listened to, and you actually hit a lot of points in that episode that I wanted to revisit here, because it is kind of hard to talk about them like as individual films, given that... I think this is the easiest one to talk about individually. Yeah, because this is the introduction. This is... This is everybody being like, oh my god, they're making more Star Wars. What yes. is it going to be? Like, this is the first 15 minutes of your of the dude that shows up shit-faced to a party, <laughs> as opposed to, like, hour two of it, where you're like, okay, we've gotten used to, like, right, what the fuck right. this guy's doing. This, this is the pre... Because you guys mentioned that um, I'm going to be referring to that episode, so if you haven't listened to it, my god, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. listen to that. Um, but <laughs> something that you, y'all brought up is that this really is kind of like the prequel to the prequel. Yes. Um, so it does stand alone pretty nicely. And like when you rewatch all of them, if you want to do that, like this is one that maybe you can sit out. But I'm here to tell you why you shouldn't. And you actually should watch it. Okay. Um, I think it's like a boilerplate, just so we all understand where I'm coming from with this film. I love Star Wars very purely. Very purely. Like I have the. You're wearing I, a Star Wars shirt. I am. Like yeah. I have the cognitive dissonance of like, I can be very critical, which. We're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I obviously know, like, it's not perfect. And there are some things I can't defend. Like, there sure. are some things that I just don't like. Right. But at the end of the day, man, it's a pew-pew, shoot em up X-Wing, lightsaber, Chewbacca movie. And it's like, it's ve- like once those, like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away comes up, it's almost like, I forgive you of everything. Like, I just love Star Wars so much. <laughs> and some of that comes from the fact that um, I'm a little younger. I'm sorry. This was my first ever it's Star Wars fault. movie. It's not your fault. So this was my introduction to Star Wars. As really? Does that sound? Yeah. yeah. This is a thing I think that's happening is there's nostalgia for the prequels now because yes. people are at the right age. Yes. Yeah. Like the I think for the millennials especially, like this was kind of our generation's – I think that was even the tagline of this movie, right? Every generation has its story or whatever. And mm-hmm. like that, I feel like people are like coming to the age of like, <laughs> right. yeah, this was actually my childhood Star Wars films, which kind of sucks. But there's like, yeah, that nostalgic – element to it like a sentimentality towards it and when i saw it i mean i really went because my mom like i come from star wars fans and like my I mom come from solid star yeah, wars sure. stock so my mom's side <laughs> of the family we all went and like what memories do you have as a six-year-old i remember seeing this movie like it made such an impression on me and i, I even so old <laughs> i even remember like seeing that it was episode one and thinking like hmm that means that there'll probably be a sequel and i think there should this star wars thing uh, there's really something take to it. There's really something. I think I think they're onto something this was, here. This was good, and like you know, what I remember about it was like you know the pod racing, mm-hmm. and you know the big lightsaber fight at the end, and Padme, There's, which we will talk about Padme. In this we're going to get into some Padme. Oh, I also sure. want to spend some time talking about Captain Panaka. But oh my God, <laughs> seriously. Um, but yeah, you hit the, the. I mean, the two, in my opinion, the two good parts of this movie are the pod racing scene and yeah. the lightsaber fight. Yeah. So I'm a little bit of a Phantom Menace apologist because, like, I know it's bad, but mm-hmm. also, like, it's like this is my first, and I just had. It's mm-hmm. kind of like my first shitty boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. even though I know he sucks, it's like, uh, but you know, who would I be without him? And right. So- I 
I found myself liking the um, production design in this. That's the other thing. Yes. Rewatching it. Um, because as the idea, like for an introduction to the Star Wars, I can see it having a lot of appeal, but being a fan of the original series and then they're like, okay, here's a prequel. And the first thing you see is like this shiny fucking yeah. world. And you're like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch this come crumbling down. The problem is throughout the series that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like for all. I like the shiny new Star Wars world. Yeah, it's um, new, and like for all its faults and 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 uh, criticisms, both justified and unjustified, like at least George Lucas tried something. With sure, this. yeah, like, sure. He, at least he was like, "I'm going to do something that's different." I'm going to introduce trade negotiations. Yeah, I was just that. about to say that, like, in terms of world building, I think for, like, the people who love Star Wars like me and, like, I think you guys, it's, like, fun yeah. to see, oh, wow, so this is what things were before, mm-hmm. you know, the war. And, sure. you know, like, it's cool to kind of get a more fleshed out view of the world. And one of those things is government. But as it yeah. turns out... We don't really care. Or, like, well, it's just not that, as dynamic as to it, watch on right, screen. Because like, I would watch Star Trek then if I wanted to see, like, diplomacy, which yeah. that's good there because yeah. that's what they do. Yes. Star Wars is rebels and spies and, and again, a, like, adventure bang, bang, shoot them up. They're in the frontier. Yeah. And, I guess that's my first question because you were saying I watched this as a kid and I enjoyed it. And I feel like. I wouldn't enjoy it as a kid. Oh, I mean that stuff absolutely went over my head. Oh yeah, in the middle, well, absolutely went over my head. Like, it starts with this dense trade embark. Like, Ugh. yeah, that's my main criticism of this film. I mean, it's hard the to main take a criticism, main criticism, yeah, but like exactly. one of my biggest criticisms of this film is the decision to make the plot so dense yeah. right yeah. from the outset. Like, I saw this movie in the theater when I was sixteen. Okay. <laughs> That's how old I am. So you're so much older than me. Like you're like so old. I'm yeah. incredibly old. I'm like creaky. <laughs> I have pains that just happen. Sure. Yeah. Now, like I'm sitting in this weird way because my hip hurts. Yes. Uh, uh, as at seeing this as a teenager, like I had to watch this movie several more times before I really understood I what was happening. Like, yeah. it's like Wait. Okay. There's like an. Im- Bargo? It's it's a weird false flag. We talk about it in the se- in the yeah. episode two one where Sheev Palpatine's plan. <laughs> yeah, what? Sheev, like, uh. His plan is fucking insane. This movie, especially, I realized because they keep showing like the evil Sheev coming on the Darth screen, Sidious. and he'll be like, Kill yes. the Jedi." Yes, and then he'll come Wait, on as the that. as the senator. And he's like, and he acts like uh, he doesn't know what's going on. And it means that he's like constantly like changing Mm -hmm. and like running, like running and and changing his outfit. He's prestiging it. Yeah. It's like the prestige. Yeah. He just has like a fake mustache Uh. in the next room. Yeah. (laughs) I watched this. I told Tom this before. I watched this with the goal of I'm going to try to enjoy this movie. Like I'm going to, I watched it last night and I was like, I'm going to go in the mindset of like, I'm going to like this movie. Sure. And then they're flying in. The first thing is that racist Asian. Oh, um, the separatist. Yeah, yeah. That character with the, the puppet mouth that yeah. isn't yeah. working. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, when I said earlier, like, there are some things about Star Wars that I can't defend and I won't, that's one of them. One of them. And it is kind of crazy. Like, I was thinking about them, like, those characters, like, they come back in Revenge of the Sith they in do. a way that, like, they get kind of a heroic ending to their life. Like, Anakin comes to Mustafar and, like, you know, destroys them all. It's like, wow, yeah. Jar Jar Binks, who is also, like, an element of this film that just is the cause of so much hate and stuff. It's like, we got rid of him almost immediately. Oh, yeah. 
The like response he, to that was instant. Oh yeah, but the separatists somehow managed. To <laughs> they stick hung in around. there. They're in yeah. all three. Yeah. yeah. They're not what? obviously as large of a player as they are in this one. No. Thank God. Yeah. But it's like, it is amazing. I was thinking about like, that should have just been like, yeah, we can never do this again. Right. Yeah. It should have happened in the first place, but you know, hey. <laughs> right. At no point did anybody be like, um, okay, George. Yeah. This is very racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because I mean, if any, if either of you watched behind the scenes of this movie, it is a fascinating it's documentary. It's crazy. It's really yeah, you guys great. brought it up in Attack of the Clones, and like I actually rewatched some clips, but it is astounding how like there are moments in the movie where I'm like, God, why didn't they do that thing? Like even when they're yeah. casting um, the young Anakin, which I know, like I mean, we could talk about the mistake. I mean, maybe we could talk about this now, but like they're casting. All due respect to Mr. Jake Lloyd, because I know he's had some like he's had a rough pro- time. Yeah, he, you know. So I mean, it's not I'm his not, fault. Not it's his not his fault, fault at all. Six or however. But old even he was, when yeah. they were like casting the young role, it was like, wow, here are three kids who are really great, and then there's one kid who's like, oh sure, like he's like a kid actor, and it's like that's Jake Lloyd, and that's who they go yeah. with. Like yeah. there are time and time again in those making ups where you can see in the background like concept art for other things and like maybe an idea comes in and it's like wait explore that like yeah. please you, please you it's, see the correct decision yeah. like, right there it's like watching someone do like a maze on a sheet of paper and you can just see like don't take that turn you're gonna hit a dead end yeah but you or you can't see and anything. you see the way out and they keep passing it by you're like what are you yeah what are you and doing? i think that's like the way that you have to watch this movie is you just into in order to enjoy it you just have to latch on to those like glimmers of potential i think that's what's frustrating yeah. about watching this movie especially because like you the audience i mean like i mean that's the classic star wars fan thing of like i know better than the movie i know better than the screenwriters but there are you know but there are like <laughs> yeah. literally times where like a line happens or a moment happens and i'm like let's stay here for a little bit more and then it gets swept aside for like yippee anakin nonsense yippee. Yeah, yeah like really extended uh, like scenes that don't need to be as long as they are yes yeah. and we and we brought i mean we y'all brought up the i feel like i was a part of this conversation but y'all brought up the editing and how Ben Burt edited these films. And he's not an editor. And he's not no. an editor. No, and it shows. And it, it really <laughs> like, does show. And once somebody like introduced that idea to me when I was older, I was like, God. And when I rewatched the movies, I was like, really pay attention to the editing. And it's like, ugh, Marsha Lucas, we needed you for this. Like, <laughs> mm. we needed anybody else. Although, to Ben Burt's credit, I mean, I don't need to say that. Like, credit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's amazing. A, he's a brilliant yeah. guy. Um, in that's many actually something aspects. about the pod racing scene that we can kind of get into that, you know, even though it is, I think like every Star Wars movie kind of has like the plot point that it could go away. Like, you know, I think like every movie, there's a part of the movie that we get to that's like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess I got to watch this part. You right. Know, they and, could cut it if they Right. To. Like the Wrath Tars, I think, of The Force Awakens is one that's like, oh, I mean, this is kind of like fun. You know, ILM gets to have a lot of fun with this. But in terms of plot, it's just kind of like there <laughs> yeah, for a little bit of excitement. Matter, and, yeah. But again, like I reconcile that because, I mean, it is fun to watch. And something that is like actually amazing about the pod racing scene is that um, I thought I remembered score being behind it. There's a lot of pod racing that it's just... It's all sound design. It's mostly yeah. quiet, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, like, ooh, this is actually really bold mm-hmm. for a Star Wars movie because, like, there's so many times where you can rest on the John Williams laurels that he's going to come out with something brilliant mm-hmm. for this or whatever. Um, but the fact that, like, like watching that again, especially giving credit to the fact that this was at a time where visual effects was 
kind of we're figuring out as an industry, like how do we use them? What's the design going to look like? Is it going to be photorealistic? Are we going to take creative liberties? Like it's an ambitious scene that as time goes on, it's like, all right, my hat off. Like this is actually pretty cool. And I can respect it. Yeah. Even though yeah, in terms definitely. of plot, it's like so bizarre. And and it's absolutely like anytime somebody wants to bring up Mary Sue elements about other characters, I'm like, dude, Anakin's never even finished one of these races, let alone one one. Right. Yeah. It's like, I think Qui-Gon well, was cheating a little bit force-wise to help that race along. It's just so insane. That's the thing. It's weird to bring up Mary Sue things in any of these movies because there's always that excuse, which is, oh, the Force. It's the Force. It's they, the Deus Ex Machina Yeah, there's, a, yeah, there's Star Wars. a scene in this where they're f- going through the center of the, the planet, and he's like, don't worry, the Force will guide us. Yes. It's like, use your fucking map, buddy. Yeah. Use a You're radar. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. Like, does it really do like, that? Like, is or, it a GPS? Like, just use your yeah. Like, I don't need to use the Force, man. I've got Google Maps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, there's also that whole, and I kind of forgot all about this, but there's that whole subsection where there's like a, that. What's I mean, the Gungans. Uh, the, there's yeah. a whole. We can't not. We can't not. The Gungans. Gungans. <sighs> That's. Uh, there's that whole subsection where they're escaping that city. Yes. And there's like a whole like. Fish chase and they get yeah. out of it two different just, times yeah, by, a, a, bigger of, by a bigger fish. fish. Yeah. There's always a bigger fish. I say that all the time. Uh, there's always a bigger fish, and that's like that's one of those parts of Star Wars, though. Where I mean, my two favorite ways to describe the prequels is just by saying, "Oh, George," because it's like, yeah. "Oh God," yeah. like I see where you're going, and like maybe this is exciting to mm-hmm. watch if you're six years old like me, and I'm like, "Wow, this is so cool. They're underwater." Right. Yeah. Well, but the bigger fish thing is just so silly. The fact that it happens Here's, twice. It's yeah. Like, you got the once, man. We don't need it again. That scene <laughs> also highlights one of the biggest problems of the entire series. Really, like that sequence is, describes the entire series. Well, yeah. one of one of the biggest problems in that in that scene that's the whole series, and I know why he thought this was a good idea. It's the fact that the Jedi don't care. They are expressionless mm. <laughs> throughout the entire thing. It makes they're it just seem like, really oh, low stakes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. It, it feels like they're like, "Don't worry, we're on a green screen." Like they they seem to not be in the moment in the scene and they are like that throughout the entire series and then mm-hmm. Anakin in the pod racing he's pretty calm too oh yeah um and it's this and idea in the starship that, at the end yeah it's oh the, right there's yeah. that oh yeah he, he said to literally... stay in this cockpit and that's exactly what yeah. i'm gonna do i get and this is also with the the lightsaber fighting is i remember a lot of nerds complaining that they're like, they're like flipping around and mm-hmm. shit and it's like if you have a lightsaber you don't flip like you, that you be very careful and you fight like old school sword fighting hmm. i think the idea that lucas was trying to do is this is the height of being a this is the height, height of the of Jedi force hubris. yeah and of their powers yeah. like because the, it gets diminished in the original series so they can like flip around like they aren't yeah. really and in they danger. talk they hit on this in the making of like yeah. i actually really appreciated all the lightsaber conversation that happened in those documentaries because like it was interesting how you know they know like for one fight choreography has changed so much since yeah, the original very much i mean so. jesus you watch star wars now it's and like that anakin and darth man. vader fight is <laughs> like, like but that's oh man yeah, and it's not anyone's fault. I mean, it's just yeah. like, you know, times have changed. We now yeah. understand these weapons. And especially, like, fight choreography has changed so much. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like, that's an interesting point that they hit on. I mean, that was also something that was, like, incredibly impressionable on me. Oh, yeah. And it's still, I mean, I think any Star Wars fan would say, like, that still holds up as a fight. It's still very cool and interesting to see. Yeah, and it's so 
miles away from anything we'd ever seen in Star Wars. Right. Yes. Like and you, I do you, think you, it you throw works. A, yeah, it, it definitely works in it, and it's exciting, and it's cool, and it's like, oh, oh the double-bladed never... saber is still to this day. Yeah. Fucking like... just Ray Park himself. Yeah, like, Ray, yeah it was a great, great throw casting. Throw a ninja into a Star Wars movie and just, like, watch him do shit. Yeah. Right. Like... I think chronologically all the lightsaber, because in the new films, too, the, they're not flipping around in the new films. No, they are it's... being a little fancier. Yeah. But it's like the the like the idea of in the the beginning they were like flipping around and jumping and they're like we have the force and then near the mi- middle they're like man we don't we're we're not doing great let's just right. be real careful we don't remember how to use these things mm-hmm. and now they're getting a little better at it in yeah. the new ones so yeah. it it sort of works even if it wasn't intentional I guess while we're here kind of talking about this fight at the end I want to talk about Qui Gon Jinn because I may have a hot take mm. um, um that he's wildly unnecessary. <laughs> I think that he's a little bad. overrated. Yeah, he's yeah. very bad. At okay, I wasn't sure how that would land in this group because some yeah. people are like, "Oh, I got, dude, watch this movie again, like as an adult," and because <laughs> like Star Wars is something that I really zero in on. Like, I love the characters. I like to see how their dynamics work. Like, I mean, I think everyone does, obviously, but course, like, yeah. I really am sensitive to that. And Qui Gon is wrong, like almost every All step the of the way. Like, it's to me, if you want to watch this movie and you want to enjoy this movie, this is an Obi-Wan and Padme movie. Because they are the yeah. ones that are like the voice of reason. Yeah. Obi- uh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, for starters, George, their names don't need a rhyme. No. We don't need, <laughs> like, your other characters' names are like Luke. We call Obi-Wan Ben later on. Like, yeah. we have normal, like, Ju- Judeo-Christian yeah. names in Star Calm Wars. Like, down. We do not yeah. need Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon. Like, that's just too cute. We kind of do. I, I mean, we kind of need those Star Wars names. We, no, we need Star Wars names, need, but like, they don't need clue. to rhyme. They don't need to be like, oh, I mean, right. Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon, like these yeah. are so similar sounding. I that's I just think it's like, oh, George. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Qui-Gon, for starters, absolutely banged me Skywalker, right? Can we talk about that? Just a smidge? Oh, he's throwing oh, some into that mom. Yeah, I mean, really Jedi is. are supposed to be celibate, but. Yeah, right, dude. They had a lot mm. of tension between them. Yeah, and he also doesn't free her. Like, no yes. one frees her like throughout this, these, this, this whole, is the next the, movie. The yes. Jedi's role in this is baffling where he's like, yeah, uh, the, I'm the gonna... moral ethics yeah. of like the moral law and like the rules of like what people's ethics are are like very gray. And that's actually something like the later sequel films have kind of called out. They're like, yeah, the Jedi weren't all that hot shit either. Like yeah. they were deeply problematic as well. And I think, enslaved I group think of clones. we talked about it. I think we talked about it in the attack of the clones. Yes. And it's not, it's, it's not as well stated or, or formulated an idea. And it might just be because George Lucas is George Lucas. Mm. But I think that was the intent for us yeah. to see that the Jedi, Jedi were not really that great. Right, the it, execution was just... In yeah. Revenge of the Sith, I think that's more clear. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's more clear that, like, especially as I get older, I'm now a bit like, yeah, Anakin was a little bit right to be pissed at the Jedi Council. Like, yeah. I yeah. mean, Qui-Gon, I mean, this is, like, insane to me. Like, Qui-Gon is, like, Anakin is, like, you know, the midichlorians, which I actually don't really, like, whatever on the midichlorians. I know some people will go to war about how much they hate it. It's, it like, was, it was just it's one of those, silly and dumb. It's and, silly and dumb, and it's, it's, it's... Unnecessary. It, it is. It's the second big fish thing. It's like yeah. you don't need that. Like we yes. we accepted I think it's it's the big fish, it's Han shooting first. It's look, dude, we accepted the force just being this 
cool spiritual nature magic yeah. for our, decades. Our, dis- our disbelief is suspended so high for these movies because they're traveling to different planets yeah, at light speed. So we didn't need microorganisms to explain the force. Like we accepted it as magic. Yeah, like, like we're cool. Like we we we're get fine that. With and it. so like Qui Gon, like there's this whole thing, and then like Qui Gon goes to the Jedi Council and was like, "I want to train <laughs> Anakin." Like, no. And there's literally a scene where Obi Wan pulls him aside is like. Um, you can't train Anakin and me. Like you're gonna have to drop me as a Padawan to pick up Anakin. And Qui Gon's kind of like, well, I mean, you know, like, you're well, cool. like you're graduated. Yeah, yeah exactly. What? <laughs> like he's a shitty guy. Like he's not a good. He mentor. participates I mean, in slave trading. Yes, he, he gambles. buys a slave. <laughs> he gambles. The whole pod race is so they can get the parts to yeah. fix that ship and go I back mean, to Naboo or whatever. Yeah. His whole plan on that planet because they they land on Tatooine and he's like, all right, we got to go out there and get parts. Um, should I take you, Obi-Wan? Should I take you, like, security guy? No, I'm going to take this droid. Captain Panaka. T- Captain Bita- yes. Panaka. No, I'm going to take this droid and this really insufferable creature. And then they're like, wait, take take this lady. And he's like, sure. And, like, no one's a fighter This lady, this little girl, I mean. Oh, yeah, she's like a teenager. She's 14, I think mm. she's supposed to be um, in the movie. And so it's like, why are you taking these people on this planet? And then he goes to the first place and they're like, oh, you'll have to, we have the parts... Um, but we don't take these credits. And take Imperial credits. And then he's just like, all right, well, I guess this is the only place in town. I'm not going to shop around. Like, he immediately goes to the first place. Well, and he tries to use their um, deal. a Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And fails. So it's, he, it's, his plan it's is clear insane. That he could, it's clear that he was prepared to just take what he needed. Yeah. yeah. But then as soon as his mind trick doesn't work, he's like, oh, well, then we'll go with you on this gambling thing to win. Yeah. Why does like, he go somewhere else? Or. <laughs> like, literally, there was a target next door, Qui-Gon. Yeah. Come on. Or why, he is an intergalactic space cop with magic abilities and a laser right. sword. Just fucking tell Watto, look. I'm taking these parts. Yeah. Yeah. You can accept the credits or not, but they're coming with right. me. Yeah. And if, then, he, like, if he's going to gamble and then put the life of a 10 year old boy at risk, who, by the way, is explicitly stated, he's never even successfully yeah. finished nope. a pod race. And we know nope. how dangerous it is. Yep. That's why I'm saying, like, Qui Gon <clears throat> definitely cheated in that. Right. There's no way. And, like, I know Anakin is force sensitive, but, like, what is he doing with the force? You know, he doesn't yeah, even know. I mean, that's, they, they try to explain it by saying, because norm- they say, like, normally humans don't have the reflexes for it. But right. They're like, oh, he's forced tunes that's how he's able to drive it yeah so there's a little bit of that in there but like you're yeah, you're you're sponsoring a 10 year old racer yeah so that you're, you can you're putting buy... a jedi sticker on the front of his hood yeah. and like go out there <laughs> yeah. and race buy him as a slave yeah it's oh. insane and, like, and then even... he doesn't free the mob yeah and yeah. then even going back to like qui-gon's like merry bandit of thieves or whatever like yeah. Qui-Gon is the one that, like, seriously, a pro-pro of nothing is like, we should keep Jar Jar around. And Obi-Wan is like, no, we shouldn't. Like, what What would he do to benefit yeah. us except for be a huge liability since he is not only outcast from his own people, but, like, clearly there's been, like, some sort of civil dispute between, like, the Gungans and the rest of, like, the human beings and in the Naboo. Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, within 30 seconds of setting off to find parts on Tatooine, Jar Jar steals something and almost oh, yeah. gets stabbed to death. Oh, he causes like, like he causes an incident. Yeah, like he is very like. What is the benefit of having Jar Jar he, around? He is just a walking liability. He's the worst character ever, right? Just well, it's, about... just, it's just not just because like there are times where like. I mean, I think sometimes 3PO is annoying, yeah. but that's part of his charm. It's endearing because also 3PO is a major beneficial character. He speaks six million languages. Right. He knows the protocol of like every – like this is kind of like the the deus ex machina of 3PO. Like he just magically knows the culture of everyone. Like he was able to like settle things with the Ewoks and, you know, like that's yeah. – So like he serves a function. And he's Jar Jar like- is frustrating because – 
he doesn't serve a function except for comic relief. He's dressed like he sells dream catchers at Burning Man. He's he <laughs> you can't understand a word he's saying. Yes. And he's the worst CGI. He's dated CGI. Yeah. Whereas like C3PO is like a fun annoying where it's like oh well, also yeah. like Jar Jar I, I hate to say something stretches the limits of believability in a Star Wars film. But he's a cartoon character. But he has he's zero so he's zero social intuition. Yeah. yeah. Like he just as in the he causes an incident in Tatooine because he just sees food being sold at a market and takes it. Yeah, yeah. he's a mess everywhere he and, like, goes. And like stumbles into Sebulba and we're like, oh Sebulba's a real asshole. I'm like, yeah, but like Jar Jar started this. Right, exactly. Like, like if he's Ugh. gonna get stabbed Kind yeah. of his own fault. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think some of, like, the fallout about Jar Jar Binks is all, like, this is also where, like, I'm a little bit of apologist just because, like, so much hate and so much vitriol. And it's like, look, he sucks. And, but, like, surely, because I know, like, um, I would feel like we would not be doing justice. We didn't mention Ahmed Best recently kind of coming out. The actor who played Jar Jar Binks. Oh, Have yeah. you guys seen, like, he recently come out and said, yeah. like, the harassment he's received over the years. Same thing with Jake Lloyd. Yeah. yeah and yeah. again, like, it's one of those things, like, I really don't think it's his fault. It kind of seems like no. to me, you know, when you're around somebody that, like, isn't naturally a very funny person and they say one thing funny and so they keep saying that thing, but, like, there's a time limit to that joke. I feel like maybe, like, on set, like, Ahmed Best came and he was committed, like, 130% to the role. Like, I really can't yeah. say a bad thing about him. Like, and I think it was one of those things that they were enjoying it. Like, they're like, this is so funny. Like, let's put more Jar Jar in. And I know, like, um, you- I read, like, Ryan Johnson asked J.J. Abrams, like, okay, any last-minute advice before I film The Last Jedi? And he was basically told, like, in all else, like, cut to BB-8. Like, get BB-8 footage because he's good B-roll to have. We can always cut to a droid. And you, I, I think even Chewbacca, like, you can cut to the Wookiee and he can make, like, a nonverbal noise right. and that's fine. And I think Jar Jar, they were probably thinking, like, well, let's get all this Jar Jar, like, one-liners mm-hmm. that we can cut to. But it's, like, it's one too many. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't work with him because he's forming actual real-life sentences versus Chewie's like, and it's like, oh, that's cute and funny. <laughs> it's like, all right. right. It's, it's a- but with Jar Jar, it's like like the Misa, whatever, whatever. And it's yeah. just a comment that's unnecessary. It's – and yeah, you you can't fault the – performers for it because no. it's you got to think about this is 97 when they're filming it when they're oh, starting yeah. production it's like you want to be in the first star wars in 20 years oh like, i would have yeah. yes i, I would have acted like an ass yeah. i would have done yeah. anything well, they told me to I, do i, I would have been the most racist character imaginable oh my, well, yeah. <laughs> you're I, like you know oh well it's a star wars movie it's this is fine right this is fine yeah there, i'm sure <laughs> there was there was so many times of some poor actor on a green screen just being like, and this is going to look good, George? And he's just like, oh, yeah. You're going to yeah. look great. Well, yeah. you, can, you can see in the behind-the-scenes stuff, again, oh, yeah. it's yeah. wonderful if you watch it. Like They are all like, oh, he's going to be the buddy character of the summer. Like They say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is hearsay, but I once heard that apparently on set, everyone was like, oh, God, you're killing this. Like Everyone's going to love this. Yeah. Like This is such a marketable character, and mm-hmm. like the kids are going to love him. And like, yeah, when I was six, I didn't hate Jar Jar Binks, but I certainly was like... I just no opinion on it. Like it's just. Well, and like, then as you get older, you notice more things. Like he just all he does is ruin every situation he's in. Like yeah. even in the battle scene, which he sort of accidentally wins, but he also gets like one guy killed, and then like yeah, like he causes a he's lot got of dis- blood on his hands. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he causes a lot of disaster for the Gungan side of that fight for sure. And it's like you see somebody. It's like it's hard to be endeared to a character after that. Yeah. And it's it's better when it's like an established character that you already like making mistakes because then it's a good look. Like it's character development at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I mean, all of our heroes have made mistakes or it's like, oh, if only they hadn't done this or whatever. Yeah. But like that's 
screenwriting. Like that's plot and that's character and that's, you know, development and stuff. And versus Jar Jar, it's just like he exists to cause problems. Yeah. And that gets tiresome to watch. And you, it's hard to get on his side, even if you're just like somebody who's just like, oh, he's, the, he's a stupid character or sucks. Or if you're just somebody who's just like weary of the comic relief, like just from a narrative standpoint, it's hard to be on a character's side if his calamitous nature is causing problems yeah. for the other characters. Because then it's like, well, if he's just hurting himself, then we'll feel bad right. for him. But like if he's like causing serious consequences, which I think as we point out in Attack of the Clones, he does doom the entire galaxy. We're he sure Sith. does. He <laughs> cast the vote. Oh, it's yeah. Sith. Okay, yeah. I mean, and also... I I mean, just, I know we're not talking about Attack of the Clones, but Padme, you left Jar Jar in charge? You left Jar Jar in charge. I mean, thank you for writing him out of the movie, but my God. How bad must done. every other politician on Naboo feel <laughs> that she left Jar Jar in How charge? How bad must all of them be as politicians yeah. if she was like, I need like a pinch hitter for me in the Senate? Jar Jar, you get in Jar-Jar, there. Jar Jar, you get in there. You're- yeah, and like he is the one that causes the vote, which yeah. I mean, that is like, I don't, I'm sure they didn't do that on purpose, but it is kind of funny that like here's a character that no one likes, and it's like, oh, so he's doomed us all. And just once again, Jar Jar like shit in the bed for yeah. everyone else. Oh, yeah. Um, going back real quick to your, com- to your hot take on Qui Gon, um, that also relates, I think, to the bigger fish thing. I think Qui Gon is unnecessary. I think that you just yeah. roll that into Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. Because Obi Wan was supposed to be Anakin's uh, mentor from the beginning. So it's right. like, why do we even need this character? I yeah. actually think that, like, if I were going to go back in time and fix it all, because I'm smarter than everyone else in the room. At oh, Lucas of course. Film, you know, as yes. a Star Wars, obviously. Obviously. Um, I wore like, the shirt. Yeah. Oh, pff, are you kidding me? <laughs> all the, you know what? After all the money I have put into Lucasfilm, I think I should at least be like a one percent share owner at yeah. this point. Like my God, I think I owed. I should be owed some stock. I, I one time made a joke that like. At the beginning of every year, I fill like a credit card authorization form and just send it to Lucasfilm. Is like you guys have fun, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> like for as much as I'm like, oh, this sucks. It's like, oh, here's a new pork plush. I'm like, well, well, I have to buy it. This of one's course. on me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, don't worry, guys. I will. Fun- I will single handedly fund Solo. Like, I got y'all. Ooh, a um, photorealistic Dengar figure. You like, say? Oh, of course. Oh, my God, I'd, be, I'd be rude. I, well, I have to have that. Exactly. I even have a Jar Jar piece of merchandise at my apartment right now, despite the fact that like no one likes the guy. No. Um, you know, and also like. What is funny and like what is I think kind of endearingly terrible about these movies is that like everything has an origin story. Three mm-hmm. PO, this is the three PO origin story. Uh, Darth Vader builds C three PO in his slave hut. Luke and Le- Luke and Leia's half brother is three PO. Yeah, like he is a Skywalker, pretty much. And R2, I mean, it's kind of sweet that R2 is Padme's droid, and like mm. you know, like I think that's actually kind of sweet. And I don't have really a problem with the fact that three PO is built on tattooing but as somebody online pointed out like Anakin you built a robot that has anxiety like why would you include that function in 3PO that he's a nervous droid like what a useless function why do we have to see that like we can just accept that 3PO is there it's a I think I think we did a cracked video about it uh, many years ago there's there's a whole thing to just like why do the why do they program the droids to feel pain right yeah (laughs) Yeah, why are they sentient just for fun (laughs) because it's funny to watch Funny to watch. Um, we we make this slave cast of uh, well, androids, it, and they we they also it, feel pain well, and anxiety. It, right. It what? seems like in this world, robots have souls, yeah. and that's so mundane that like a kid can just make a robot with a yeah. soul. Yeah, there's, there's definitely life. like a deeper, and this is where I'm saying like my mantra is always Star Wars is fun, and so you can really get into it. Like I could very easily get into right. it. Yeah. But then there you do hit some roadblocks. Like if you're going to get really into it, then you do have to address the fact that like Luke is sexually attracted to his sister mm-hmm. and then that's when right. you kind of have to yank the cord and say just remember these are movies written by human beings who 
just didn't really think it through. Right. And that's one of those things, like, like with L3 and kind of the newer solo movies, it's like, this is a droid with, like, a personality and, like, independent thought. And, like, the repercussions of the fact that her brain is now, like, they lobotomized her for the Falcon. Yeah. That, that's, like, and with 3PO2, like, you can get into it, but you do have to kind of, like, rip the cord at some mm-hmm. point and just, like, get yourself out of it and just know, like, yeah. it's a movie. I think that's what these movies were ultimately the product of. Because I think, I think my theory on why these movies are the way they are is that Lucas just doesn't care about Star Wars very much. Well, it's not, the history it, it's of not Lucas, special to him like it is to yeah. Star Wars fans. And so imagine making this thing in your youth that was just like thrown together. It was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, this should be a fun movie. And then people are analyzing and picking yeah. it apart. And it's just like, guys, calm the fuck down. Yeah. And I think like – I think he sort of made these out of spite subconsciously. Um, the, 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 like, the smaller scale version of it to me is the animatronics in these movies are bad. Mm-hmm. Like Yoda looks bad. Um, in this one, alien, he really does. Yeah, and I think that I, my, my theory is that Lucas purposefully made them bad because he prefers CGI because it's easier. Well, there's like, that as quote an that, excuse. like, if George Lucas could make a movie without actors, he would. Yeah. Yeah, he would. And yeah. so I think and this, this was just a man who doesn't who, – who's, like, probably said all he has about this universe, surrounded by people who are just, like, so excited about making this movie, the yeah. actors, the crew. And he's just in the center of it, just like, yeah, sure. We'll it's not precious. This. No, it's yeah. – I think Because he, he made – because, I mean – yeah. He made it. And, like, there are definitely times where, like, I've done, like, a sketch or whatever, and someone's like, Sarah, that was so funny to me. It's like, I don't know. I just, like, put that yeah. on paper. And I feel like, I mean, this is, like, obviously right. such a smaller scale example. <laughs> but yeah, like but a- I can I can relate to the fact that, like, what I make isn't all that precious to me. Right. Because Yeah, like, imagine that sketch becoming, like, this huge thing. And people are like, we should make sequels. And you're like, uh, like well, I don't, here's, uh, so, yeah. like, it's like, I think you kind of need somebody that has that creative distance from it yeah Yeah. and like Um, there was actually a cracked article i read years ago and like they made this point about like why we need to like be cool about the like like now why we can't complain about the prequels as much as we used to and the final point and it's just so true it's like well i mean it's george lucas's movies like yeah yeah like he could do what like he is completely within his right to do whatever we want whatever he wants with it like it or not and i mean we don't have to like it and we can even disagree i mean that's kind of like almost the death of the author thing we're like George could look me in the eyes and tell me something about Star Wars, and I have every right to say, I disagree, because I'm seeing it differently than right. he yeah. is. Well, I think there's this weird – I think the reason there's that frustration is, especially now with superhero movies, with the way movies are, we don't choose to see movies anymore. We just see them. Like, that. Luca, like well, that's what we're seeing with the new Star Wars, where there's just like, we're doing a new one every year. What are you going to do, not see it? Right. Like, you're going to come see it. And I think it was that attitude that fans get angry – that's not the way they want yeah. because in their heads, they're going to see it no matter what. And this is now part of the canon. This is now they have to live with it as if like it's not just a movie. So it's that feeling of like, what are you going to do? Not see it? And it's like, no, they're not going to not see it. So they're so angry if it's not the yeah, way Star they Wars want it Star Wars is like – I'm pretty connected to like the fandom and stuff. And like this is the only – fandom where you can truly hate most of the content that has come out yeah, and still be a fan of good standing. Yeah. Like you guys said, like if we're going to be brutally honest, there's only two good there Star Wars two movies. Good stars, like yeah. really the, I mean, I don't mean to gatekeep, but like if you want to be a Star Wars fan, you have to like the original trilogy. That's it. Because there yeah. are absolutely people out there who are like, well, I don't really like the prequels and I'm not a big fan of what they're doing now. And it's like, so you like three of ten movies. Yeah. Even Jedi is like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> like they're, 
And that, was, and that was a movie that after that came. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think like some of my opinion of the prequels is a little bit unfair because I think the fans have like poisoned some of my point of view on this. Where maybe yeah, again, like as much as I live and die and breathe Star Wars, like I've said. I also know that it's just a movie, yeah. and there are a lot of more real and pressing things that I could be upset about, sure. and choosing to be angry about yeah. a movie so much so that like every single day you're on a campaign about it. It's just like, That's, yeah. what yeah. a waste. We're what? trying to remake one of the <laughs> movies. Oh my God, That's, right. Oh my well, God. if we can talk about um, things that went right. I would like very much, I, I enjoy this conversation, I would like to steer it back to Phantom Menace yes. specifically. Yes. Okay, so, yes. um, yeah, so... Uh, Definitely, like, um, when we talk about movies that, you know, no matter what, we'll go see them. Mm-hmm. Like, who, like when they announced the Han Solo movie, it was kind of like, oh, sure, I guess. Like, I, I mean, I'll see it, but, like, okay. <laughs> um, I, here's a, I'm going to come in with another hot take, and hear me out, hear me out. Okay. A lot of people really want Ewan McGregor back for an Obi-Wan standalone movie, and I understand why, because I think Ewan McGregor, I think, is the shining... The best part the of The best yes. part of the, all of yes. these movies. Hands yeah. down, yeah. And especially in this film... And I'm so sorry to say that, like, I'm actually not too hot on an Obi-Wan standalone movie. Again, if it came out, I'd see it, only because this is kind of the Obi-Wan standalone movie. Right. This is the Obi-Wan origin story. It's just too bad that it's not up to snuff. Because think about it. Like, Obi-Wan makes an appearance, I would say, in the majority of Star Wars-related stories. Like, he's in all of the prequels, obviously. He dies in A New Hope. He comes back in 5 and 6. His voice is heard in Episode 7. Both Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor, there's a line in like Ray's Force Trip yeah. where they say, like, you know, Ray, these are your first steps. And they took their voices. Mark Hamill doesn't even say anything in Seven. Obi-Wan does. <laughs> He's also in all of the seasons of The Clone Wars and he makes an appearance in Rebels. So, my question when people are like, I really want an Obi-Wan movie, it's like, what more? Right. Could he lots possibly... of Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah what, like, we, have, we, so, we see, see Obi-Wan in every aspect of his life. And this is really his origin story. Like to me, this isn't a Skywalker prequel, and this is how this is how I watch it and enjoy it. I think of this more as like the Kenobi prequel, because this Phantom is, Menace definitely because this is his rise from Padawan to mentor. Yeah, like really, he is the protagonist of this movie. Right, and Anakin's that's why, barely a character. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Like when I saw it, I was like, oh, I really enjoy this because I didn't have any investment in Anakin Skywalker at all. Like I didn't know that this kid's going to be Darth Vader. I mm-hmm. was really more invested in Obi Wan. And, like, his conflict, because, again, he's really the voice of reason in this movie. Yeah. He's the one, he's supposed to be the Padawan and Qui-Gon's the master. But Obi-Wan, time and time again, is like, Master, I know I'm supposed to obey you and listen to you, but, dude, I really think that we're, he's like a, we he's need like to a, talk about this and think about this a little bit more before we make <laughs> rash decisions. He's like a teenager trying to handle his alcoholic parent. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> Qui-Gon, listen to the kid? Like, yeah. are you insane? And the only reason, like, Anakin, like, the whole, I mean, Anakin, Obi-Wan the whole time, and, like, obviously I'm glad Obi-Wan takes Anakin on as a Padawan, because, like, I want Luke and Leia around, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the only reason why, it's really compelling, actually, that Qui-Gon's final words, like, you must train this boy. And I think that's really powerful at the end, when Obi-Wan turns to Anakin and it's like, you will be a Jedi, like, I will train you. Like, Mm -hmm. that's really meaningful. But before that, like... There's absolutely no reason for the two of them to be paired up, especially nope. when Obi-Wan is like, I don't know about this kid. And he's right. He's like, I'm sensing some right. bad shit from this kid. Yeah. Like, that was, it's a good arc. It's, uh, it's also makes Obi-Wan in the future not make sense because yeah. he never likes Anakin in these movies. And There's never yeah, a point like, where let, he likes Anakin. Yeah, let's, 
I, I want us to stay focused on right. more on Phantom Menace, but yeah, right. like we never do get a sense of them being friends. We never see them really connect. Like no. it's, it's an example of we're told that, but we're not shown that. Like they open Attack of the Clones with like you know you're like a father to me, and it's like you guys like barely you guys got hate along. Each other. In the yeah. Phantom Menace. but it, if that worked, it is a good arc. This is the, this movie is a good beginning arc for yeah the idea that this is about Obi Wan yeah. getting to that point where he's murdered him at a volcano, screaming at him like. It, it, yeah, it, this works. Yeah. Screaming, I love you! This yeah. should have been, they should have just made these Obi-Wan movies. Like, they yeah. could have, right. if they honed in on that, and it was just, this is, Obi-Wan is the main character, we're following him, he's our Luke of this, and right. we're going to watch him throughout. That would have worked out a lot better. Mm-hmm. But, like, the biggest problem with this movie especially, and the later movies, is just, it's so unfocused because of, he doesn't know, it doesn't feel like he knows Whose story is Who this? to focus on? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 long. It's too long. Like who it's is the main yeah. character of this movie? It is hard to say. I would say I would say Obi Wan. In terms I of would like, too, but it's not really like not really. Yeah, he, you have he, to fight for that. Stays opinion. on the ship for a while. Like there's yeah. there's whole chunks where he's not there. Yeah, I mean that's again me seeing this movie as you know this is a good movie. Like you just yeah. have to like zero in on Obi Wan, which the editor and the director should do. For you, but right. you know, we don't <laughs> have that luxury. We shouldn't have to do we that have work to, for like, him. Draw our own conclusions um, when it comes to these. You films. could argue that it's Captain Panaka's movie, of course. Uh, okay, <laughs> he's great. Okay, I Tom. love Captain Panaka. No, he genuinely is great. Like, yeah. he's he's a good force. Like I, I feel safe when he's on screen. <laughs> yeah, I also like I like <laughs> it's like oh good, there's somebody that's like reasonable. And there's also an adult cool. here. Yeah. There's an adult. He just he also clearly has no patience for any of this. Yeah, <laughs> like my favorite moment. <laughs> in this movie and it's definitely one of my favorite moments in the entire trilogy is there's a scene where they're breaking into the palace uh, in in the last the last act you know yes. they're breaking into the yeah. palace oh the I think that whole sequence is actually pretty cool it's pretty sweet yeah but there's a scene where like Padme is like d- telling the group they're gonna do it's like okay we're gonna get through here and then Captain Panaka is gonna make a distraction and it cuts to Captain Panaka and he gets this look on his face like I'm gonna do what yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, like, he kind of gives it this side eye. Like we Excuse didn't me? talk about this beforehand. I wish he would like throughout the movie just take out a pack of like regular like cigarettes, yeah. like modern cigarettes. Yeah, no, like Marlboros. Like yeah. it's just like the actor. I would have believed it. I would have yeah. yeah. believed it. Yeah, and he's just like smoking in the background. Also, like, McNulty's one of the palace guards. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Fucking, fucking space McNulty. One of the best moments of is that fucking McNulty? <laughs> is that <Yeah>. McNulty? <laughs> What's McNulty doing? Well, in this? I think I think neighbors to the Obi Wan and the Panaka conversation which I have definitely a unique perspective on because I am a woman. Um, when I was Wait, six, you are? I know. This is like, this is the time where I could just say like, well, as a woman watching these <laughs> films. But genuinely, like at, when I was six, what I really remember is Padme. Mm-hmm. And I actually, here's maybe another hot take. I think Padme is actually really great in this movie. And I think she has the most agency in this one. Yes. And that's what I was going to say that like, what's frustrating about her is that we just lose some of the momentum Later, but if we can just focus on this movie, like I was really kind of blown away. And I mean, maybe this is something to say about representation. I was really blown away to see like a little girl on screen, and she's got that great scene with Qui Gon where she, you know, I mean, I think it's cool that she decides, like, I want to go down to planet two, like, because we know she's the queen. Yeah, which by the way, when I was a kid, oh my god, Keira Knightley, Natalie Portman, which by the way, genius to make them doubles. Like, I thought, like, way to capitalize on that. And, like, that absolutely was a plot twist that only later did I really appreciate because I was like, these are the same people, obviously. Yeah. Um, But I think it's cool that she is like, I want to go to Planet. I want to go. And she's kind of like, almost like a Prince and Popper disguise Mm -hmm. thing. And then there's that great scene. Like, what I really enjoy genuinely is when Qui-Gon is like, going to do whatever and 
And Pappy's like, I don't think the queen would approve of this. Like, well, the queen doesn't have to know. And she goes, well, I don't approve. Yeah. Like, that's, that's like fun, great three-dimensional character. And I think it's almost akin to Leia. Like, you know, like she kind of has, has that same bite, that same like, well, I'm in charge here. Yeah. And there's actually a scene that I think is worth taking another look at. Um, and that really left an impression on me. Padme, like, she has, has, like, a stoops to conquer moment at the end of the film. Like, the only reason why Naboo is defended, and she kind of ends, or, like, at least causes, like, a treaty between the Gungans and, like, the human beings and Naboo. Yeah. When she steps forward and kind of throws herself at the mercy mm-hmm. of the Gungans and says, like, look, I am the queen of this planet. And I know that we don't get along, but we are all going to be destroyed by the Roger Roger robots <laughs> if yeah. you don't. Like, if we, and she kneels to them. And That's I a think, great scene. And I, that is a great scene. And I think, like, her vulnerability is her strength. Yeah. And it's too bad that that's wasted. But as a six-year-old and even now, like, as an adult, like, seeing that on screen mm-hmm. in a movie where, like, yeah, Qui-Gon is, like, the alcoholic father and, like, no one's really making any sense. And it's, like, cool to see Padme try and, like, make effort. And I think she's also the voice of reason in a lot of scenes. Like, when Anakin's like, oh, yeah, like, I've never even finished a pod rate, like, Padme's like, what? Yeah. Like, we're not doing this. We can't yeah. honestly send this kid. Like, she, as long as well as Obi-Wan, are kind of the voices of reason. And I know Cracked did, I don't know if it was a video or not, but um, talked about how there's a whole internet community that, like, actually romantically ships Obi-Wan and Padme. And really, like, if there wasn't the pressing element of Anakin and Padme have kids together, and we know that, like, they do have, I mean, obviously the age difference is a problem, but, like, they have, like, agency and they are three-dimensional characters for me in this movie until the second one yeah because you're right i never thought about this in this one padme is kicking ass she's, she's running around she's a hero and then yeah. the moment she falls i think it's because lucas doesn't know how to write love stories yeah and so the moment she falls in love with anakin she just becomes a totally different person it's and i things I'm, just happen she's just to a her damn and, I'm, and yeah. I'm gonna take this conversation here it's a male fantasy though Yes, that yeah. he could be so like I'm gonna kill them all, and she's like, "Oh, baby, I'm sorry." Like, they, no, uh, I. She has an insane reaction to they, that. Yeah. <laughs> should they have done if this was okay? Obi Wan, the main character, and you're saying they shipped him and Padme. I'm not saying I'm doing that. I'm the, saying well, like there's, there's a conversation about right. that online for in sure. The, in the third one, there's like a little bit of jealousy. Like a little love triangle. Well, I like that scene sort where of, yeah. sort of yeah. not really. But what if they did do like yeah. it was a love triangle? And that's this whole thing, or it, like it would be, com- and then he went evil, and like it's more personal, and then you know why when they see each other in A New Hope, why it's so fucking yeah. personal. I don't or know if that would like ring that. true of Obi Wan since he is like such a stickler to the Jedi rule, right? Because I, I do think watching this one, I realized one of the things Lucas was, I think, trying to do is make a war epic. Yeah, um, and he was trying to make like Doctor Shivago, where there's mm-hmm. a war and a love story throughout. Um, but he just can't do that. He didn't. He wasn't. Didn't yeah. know how to do that. And that would have been it. Is that a love story spanning decades of war that turns bad and then he becomes Vader? Like that would have been great had he pulled it off. Yeah. yeah. But that you know, again, I mean, this is the comment you can make about all of them. It's like you just need someone in the room to give like the studio note of like maybe let's explore this a little bit yeah. or like maybe we can flesh this out. Maybe um, tighten up the focus here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I've definitely read um, – there was actually just recently I read an article about how like actually like a lot of women who are Star Wars fans, especially like in my age bracket, like the millennials, millennial women love the prequels because 
we fell in love with Padme at this movie mm-hmm. and then just like rooted for her along the way because of course I'm going to root for the girl. Like, yeah, right. you know, of course, like she's like my one piece of representation on screen. Like I'm sympathetic to her. I'm sympathetic to like she's in love and she's conflicted, whatever, even though like the execution is poor. Like I can see where she's coming from. And I even like when Bridget the Sith, she says like you're going down a path I can't follow. Yeah. yeah. Like and she is so headstrong and that's actually something that I think this movie does well and it's a triumph of this film is Padme's kind of like stubbornness and the fact that she wants in on the actions and it's it's a, and her handmaidens too I think is also a bit of a waste like wouldn't you have loved to have seen the handmaidens like do something kind of cool in this movie versus yeah, yeah. just like fuck shit up be doubles like I yeah. mean that would have been cool if they were kind of like the like the secret service of the queen of Naboo and yeah. so you know they whip out gu- I mean they are kind of a part of the action but it would have been nice if we could have spared some five minutes for them instead of Jar Jar Binks. I would have liked a nice sequence where it's just ten queens of Naboo just all running in I would have direction. loved to have seen some teenage girls <laughs> fuck shit up. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah. Especially when like, the costumes in this film are like so fucking... I mean, I think they're great. I, I really do. They're so intricate. They're so really insane. They're really yeah. insane, but like, I love that kind of... That's, yeah. like, that's like the insanity of Star Wars that I love. See, yeah. I was okay with all that because, again, it's like the height of hubris. It's right. like... We've seen the crumbled version of this, so it's like, what was what was this like? It's and, opulence. Yeah, it's just like sheer opulence. Um, yeah, I think it would have been cool to have seen some like teenage girls fuck shit up, but you know, that's okay. That's that's my fan fiction. I'll I'll write that myself. <laughs> no, <you laughs> no. <do it>. yeah. <laughs> I do love the handmaidens because um, they're all named like. Oh, by the way, the handmaidens. I don't even know if you know this star-studded cast. Um, Sophia Coppola is a handmaiden. Mm-hmm. Oh, Obviously, Kira Knightley is uh, Sabe. Casey Castle Hughes, right? Yeah, uh, Rose Byrne is also the handmaiden In that the grows up. Yeah. yeah, and has that whole thing that's like, like Natalie. Oh, yeah. This guy's not that hot. Like he, you really can't. I'm, I'm nervous for you. And it's cool. Like I just love, love the handmaidens and the times they pop up. I just think they're so funny. And it's, it's too bad. I wish we could have seen some more of that. This, this is a when I look at the Phantom Menace, it is like, oh, so close. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, um, there are some things that are inherently <laughs> wrong about it, but it's like, uh, we could have done this movie and had all of these, like, there could have been a political undercurrent in these movies, but that needed to have been, like, the D and E plot versus what it yes. is, which is the plot. Yeah. And more clear. There's a, and more clear, it's for like sure. It's, such a, such a dense plot. Well, it's like we start this movie, like, as if we're supposed to know anything mm-hmm. about the Senate yep. and the Republic, right. and it's like... Yo, we've heard these words before, for sure. Don't know anything about them. Well, we don't know anything yeah. about them other than what we've heard. And, you know, again, it's like a suspension of disbelief thing that's like, we've already accepted it as truth. So we don't need to see it anymore. Like, we're on board. Right. Yeah. We're good. We're good, George. It's hard to say <laughs> this is almost good because I can't... There's no way to, like, recut this movie to make it good in my mind because there's the broad strokes are wrong, but then there are things like the weird racist aliens or, like, the like the little weird issues. And the, the dialogue is pretty terrible throughout. Yeah, like, the it's dialogue. true that there's, the like... is atrocious. There's a good movie that you could, like... You'd have to rewrite the whole thing, but there's like yeah, something from some of the ideas. Yeah, this is like a good like maybe first draft. It is. And All of these movies are. That, I yeah. mean, you can make yeah. this comment. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, because Lucas didn't give a shit. Like, right, but this is a movie like at least for me because you y'all mentioned the argument that like you can't believe that there are people who think Attack of the Clones is worse than the Phantom Menace. I do actually, mm. just because I find, and again, as a woman, I really do find <laughs> so many of those scenes in Attack of the Clones 
just uncomfortable. And and y'all brought this up. They're gross. It's yeah. leering. Yeah. It's yeah. leering. He's just it's, leering. It's at predatory. It. Um, it's just so like it doesn't ring true to me as a woman that this is a woman that would ever at all be like, well, he's cute, so I'll I'll like let the you know this guy I knew Anakin when he was a kid. Oh, is... she is so horny for him right yeah. away. Like my Annie, you're not the little boy I knew. Yeah. It's like oh my god. First of all, the little boy you weren't even really friends with them on Tatooine. Like yeah, what you, you saw about? him like for like ten minutes. They have a nice moment where she's like, you're a slave? And they kind of like, get yeah. I bet again, like the ethics. I'm a person. Yeah. I'm a person. My name is oh, Anakin. Boy. But the ethics of this movie, again, are just so undefined. And it just like takes a weird, like, I mean, is there slavery mentioned in the original? I think like it's an idea that maybe floated around. But the fact I that they so, yeah. like literally define it and then show it on screen is like, I don't know if this was the right they, or appropriate choice. I, again, I think Lucas was trying to do this, but he didn't. I do like the idea of this is a group of people in love during this war and both sides of the war are committing atrocities. Yes. And they're stuck in the middle and there's like an ideology, ideological like battle with within their little group. Again, this is sort of like I, I haven't watched it in a while, but Dr. Shivago is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like where like they don't really care about the sides even like they should have made the Sith and the Jedi closer to get like to to the tone of them and right. morality. So it was just like who gives a shit, and it would have said a lot of cool things about the original movies by doing that. Like the realization that like in the end the Jedi could have been just as bad as the Empire. You know, like mm. they were both maybe heading in this like fascist direction or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right. I think would have been a really fascinating idea, but I don't think Lucas cared enough. So, yeah, I guess like another positive thing about the movie that I enjoy personally. Um, I, I like Shmi Skywalker. I like seeing her obviously like, yeah, sh- free her. Like what? There's absolutely yeah. no reason yeah. Just why steal her. You There's... have, you have laser swords. Like yeah. surely you, I mean, it's against the Jedi code to like use force to get but what like, you want. But so since, we're already, or... since we're already breaking all the fucking rules anyway, like yeah. why not this one extra yeah. thing? Or I mean, not even laser swords. Like they just go get some money. Like, yeah, money, money. <laughs> you're Jedi. God. Just go. And like, that's the ending shot of them all like celebrating. She should be there standing with right. them. Right. And she's not. And yeah. like, is that yeah, like that's that's the most shocking revelation yeah. in then, Attack of the Clones? Is that at no point did anyone go back to yeah, Tatooine just check on her and get his mom? He didn't like give yeah, him a like. Is he not visit. allowed to give her a call? Well, yeah. it's like, well, so Jedi are forbidden to have any uh, per, uh, emotional relationships. Yeah, but like, at least get her out of there and get her an apartment. Also, right. that's kind of hard to sell us when we literally have an original trilogy, which is about a family. Yes. Right. So, like, you know, it's okay that they introduce that, and, like, it, it kind of adds, again, like, there's a bit of a payoff that, like, it all culminates to a Revenge of the Sith, when Anakin and the audience both are kind of like, actually, the Jedi kind of suck. Like, kind of fuck these guys. Actually, like, fuck these guys a little bit. Um, they should have... They should have done more of that, though. Yeah, For because sure. in the yeah, second yeah. movie, it just feels weird that they're just like, "Oh, yeah, we didn't." Yeah, like they, it should have been like an Ender's Game type of situation yeah. where it's like a little bit more. Oh, yeah, conflict. we're recruiting you as a child. It's sinister immediately. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's not presented. In a, but again, yeah, it's not. But again, this is we're watching, especially as older people, where we get to say like, "Yeah, Qui Gon like kind of sucks," and like, all, like the Jedi Council kind of sucks in that regard. Um, but Shmi appearing in this film, uh, I think, is cool. For one, this is something that is a little bit brushed aside, but, like, the Skywalker name and legacy, it's a matriarchy. Yeah. Like, even mm. though, like, it is a patriarchal relationship between Vader and Luke, and, like, I don't mean to diminish that at all. I think that's awesome. But, like, 
that's a maiden name, Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, <laughs> yeah, Anakin was immaculately concepted and like, she, oh, he doesn't she, have a father. And She's just fucking with that, him, right? That, <laughs> like, like, oh, there is no father. That is it's the like, most you know. psychotic thing. That is crazy. That this well, movie pushes but, on but us is, is that Vader was immaculately so bad, conceived. That, like, that, that happens and we as the audience are like, I mean, might as well. At this it's, point, like, sure. It's later implied, right, that like Sheev made him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think have they gone, like, I think maybe retroactively that's become canon. Maybe. I'm not sure. I always thought, like, Maybe the Metachlorians thing, I always thought, because this is old Lucas, and he's very liberal, and I, I imagine he's, like, an old, like, liberal atheist who, like, went back and looked at it, and he's like, no, fuck religion and magic. I'm going to make it science. And he put the Metachlorian in, in because he wanted a scientific explanation. Yeah. But then he does that. Then he adds just the like, Jesus birth. But and just, it's just like, like in Harry Potter, huh, like, right. there are muggles who give birth to wizards and witches. And, like, we don't need the DNA on that. We no. just exactly. believe it. Yeah, like, so, like, Shmi could just have had, like, you know, a kid. I mean, that would, of course, then, you know, let's, down the line, the fans would be like, well, who's Anakin's father? I have a theory that it's blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, I guess maybe damned if you do, damned if you don't, but immaculate conception. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's because Star, Star Wars trains you to think that. That's why so many people are like, well, here's yeah. why I think Ray's father is. I'm like, it doesn't. I know. And matter. as a reminder to every Star Wars fan watching this or listening to this, Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father almost out of thin air. Like, there's nothing to support. Like, why wouldn't God's green earth? And then Obi Wan is just like, well, I did kind of fudge the truth a little bit. And that's yeah. the that is what we accept and we move on. So yeah. not everything. I've, I've coined a term called snoking. It's when fans start yeah. to go down a rabbit hole oh, with yeah. something that really doesn't need to be explained. Or like, yeah. or really like um, maybe you're leading down a path that is not going to turn out profitable for you. Uh, but it, I mean, it is nice to have Shmi as a motherly presence. Right. Mm-hmm. And I definitely live. Oh, I live for her and Qui-Gon together. It's like, God, they're totally screwing. Like they're flirting. <laughs> they are flirting. There's oh, absolutely yeah. no way that you can yeah. be like, you're not supposed to have any kind of, again, this is the alcoholic father of like Qui-Gon is like practice or he's preaching, but he's not practicing. Yeah. Of like, well, you know, he's clearly trained Obi-Wan to be like a lifelong virgin of like, you cannot make, you know, contact with other people. You can't join forces. And then like, hey, at night, they're like, he and me have that conversation. It's like, dude, there's sexual tension. In oh, yeah. Scene. It's so weird. You could, it's thick. You yeah. It's like, Anakin, it. Anakin you go do that Padres thing. Shmi and I are going to get a drink. <laughs> like, it really feels like. I'm going to take your mother out. It's like, it's kind of like, yeah, let me get close to the boy because I want to get close to the mother. Mm. Like, <laughs> like really watching it. It's like. Qui-Gon, are you a little bit horny for Shmi Skywalker? <laughs> free her then. By God. Free yeah, yeah, her. For the free Shmi. God. Yeah, what are you doing? I also, and I love the name Shmi too. Like, what a name. Yeah, I, mean, I just think of hooks. Solid George Lucas name. Yeah. Solid. Like, what sounds kind of science and cool? Shmi. I think he just makes, like, noises. <laughs> that is how he directed these films. Moon thunder right real quick going back to the immaculate conception by the way she doesn't say that no he just mm-hmm. says she says there was no father. father i carried him and i raised him and i was waiting for her to be like i mean i fucked a guy but like he wasn't <laughs> around yeah like because she's yeah she doesn't yeah it's very cryptic yeah, yeah. and it's I mean, weird yeah and it's also like well, I mean, because you do cross the threshold of like, this is a movie for kids and you don't want to introduce the idea of like, you know, fucking and like making babies. Because again, I saw this when I was six. That would have right. gone right over my head or I would have had questions. And like, is Star Wars going to inspire the talk? Like our parents going to have to give the talk. <laughs> but it's just like, we didn't even need that. Like if they had just no. never even brought it up, I'd just been like, oh, she's a single mother. Yeah. And again, there maybe would have been the lingering question of like, so who's Anakin's father? But like, 
you could have tackled that in a comic book. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, think, like, I think any like real Star Wars fan who would have asked that question would have then taken the extra step to like right. give that a Wikipedia search. And sure. it's also like, how far fucking back do we need to be going? Right. Exactly. And that's also like the Phantom Menace. Like, did we need to see Obi-Wan the Padawan? Yeah. Did we need Qui-Gon to give Obi-Wan the tragic backstory, which then gives Luke the tragic backstory through Anakin's tragic? It's just like, it's one too many. All right, man. We got it's it. One too and that, many. We got it. Yeah, that was definitely something I, I think – I think Red Letter Media pointed this out, is why need uh, origin for Darth Vader at all? Which was the idea of, like, w- did we really need that? He's just, like, kind of a henchman for the Emperor in the yeah, I mean, I original. Think so, like, and it's, like, I, it's an interesting story if they did it right. But he could have been a background character in the prequels. Like, he didn't have to be a big The focus of dia- it? The focus. I don't, I don't know, because... You do have, like, he has a family in the original trilogy. Yeah. Right. And so, like, we do get introduced. I mean, that in and of itself, I think, is backstory mm-hmm. to say that he has sired two children. Yes. And, I mean, I don't know how about the first time you watched it, but when they took his helmet off, I was like, oh, he's not a robot. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, there's, like, a human being. So I do think that, like. With a little harmonica. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. That fucking thing. <laughs> he looks um, ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> Although I will say I love Star Wars so much that that scene makes me cry. <laughs> oh, yeah, <of laughs> like, course, I really do get emotional. But, um, you know, like I'm okay with the backstory, but again, it just needs more more focused. Right. Yeah. And well, then we also I, have I, to I like Anakin. We it's have either... to root for Anakin. So it is tragic. Right. Yeah. You either make it about him or you make him like – like sort of the side character in an Obi-Wan movie, I feel like. Yeah. Again, it's it's unfocused. They they didn't yeah. know who to follow. He had a bunch of ideas and also I think no ideas at the same time. Yes. Lucas. And, and I don't think the actors or anyone involved I mean, what are you gonna do? Tell George Lucas how to make a Star Wars movie? Nope. Exactly. Fuck no. It's it just yeah, like what you said earlier, Dave. It's like and you should it's gonna look good. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna all work. Yeah. It's gonna all come yeah. together. I, I think we, like there's a lot of scenes where maybe they were like, Yeah, we're gonna do this and that and then like no one showed the actors the concept art of like this is what's gonna look oh, like. Yeah, I don't I think for most of the movie, I'm pretty sure none of them had any idea what they were supposed to be looking oh, at. Oh, yeah. No, and God, and God bless them. Again, like truly any of the actors in the movies, I, I can't really put blame on and I can't. No. I mean, I could say like things could have been better, but like, man, is it really their fault? No, you're doing the best you can with a director who is infamously terrible with actors. I was going to say Liam Neeson should know better, but his buddy Steven was there. Spielberg was probably like, for no, like, Liam, it'll be fine. For like a day. Go, go do yeah. this thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's, that's Steven's friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, you know, like, well, Steven trusts him, so. Yeah, I guess it'll be fine. It's actually really funny. Just like another movie that I'm sure will come up on this podcast is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And yep. I think this is um, apropos of like what we're talking about here that, oh my God, read the IMDb trivia page of Crystal Skull. Kind of like it is the oh, yeah. equivalent of the making of documentary that we're talking about where it's just so fun to watch this thing yeah. go so wrong. Yes. And apparently, like Steven Spielberg has said, like, yeah, I knew Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was kind of out there, but like George's my friend, yeah. so I'm gonna. Yeah. And like, there's I do kinda, so like, many there's moments like that. Endearing about when Star Wars goes horribly bad, or any Lucasfilm vehicle goes so bad, because again, it's like I kind of feel like George is my friend. Like, yeah, I, I kind of yeah. feel like oh, Joe. It's like when one of your friends embarrasses, <laughs> like all of your friends, you've got pet peeves, you have things that you don't like about your friends, but you reconcile that because you enjoy them. Yeah. Most of the time, and you're sure. willing to forgive it, and yeah, it's like it's watching this movie is fun for me because I I live for the secondhand embarrassment and, and the laughter of like the oh George yeah, this like, is so wow you really this just, is so yeah. weird like why and I mean I, we're not even getting on the the fight at the end on Naboo and the circuit I mean like the uh, the Roger Roger robots I just can't get enough of those motherfuckers oh no, yeah oh this, wow they just sort of have a whole army of robots that do bits yeah, yeah. and are <laughs> terrible yeah we I think we talked about this in the episode two one is that the history of 
how Lucas got to the prequels is very telling. Oh, for sure. You mentioned Willow and how yeah. the duck and how like Lucasfilm really wasn't doing too hot. He's after. kind of a one hit yeah. wonder. Well, he always with says Star that... Wars and he's been on tilt since then. And then mm-hmm. he just retired. And it's a little sad where he's just like, he never got that big second thing that's original or different. Well, he just Indiana the, Jones. I mean, I, oh, I mean, like since then, and then Spielberg. That feels more Spielberg to me. Indiana yeah, Jones. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Is yeah. like Lucas had his Star Wars, and that's that's Lucas's thing. And then he he tried to make more in the '90s, and it never worked. And then he re-released Star Wars, and that did great. Yeah. And then Titanic knocked it out of the box office, so he just made the prequels. Everybody hated him, and then he just he made Red Tails, and then he retired, and was just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, never mind, I'm selling this off. And it's like, I it, it was, it's a career of like frustration. He made something really iconic and amazing right away, and then he could never ever bring that back. Yeah, and I think by the prequels, he didn't he didn't care about Star Wars. He was probably frustrated with Star Wars. I think he did, but he didn't care enough to make them. Perfect, because like if I was making something that I wanted to be really, really great, I would listen to what my friends had to say about it. Like I would, right. I would ask for notes. Yeah, I would workshop it forever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I would really be like, this can't come out until it's perfect. And I yeah. do kind of think, and I mean, you like at the end of that making of, they show like a clip, and he's like, I think maybe we've gone. Maybe too we went far. too far. <laughs> <laughs> too far. It's the best. Moment. Oh my god. Well, there's also that great oh. moment where George Lucas describes the prequels as like, you know, it's poetry, it rhymes, and I mean, there's a lot of great one-liners from George in those. <laughs> so like, many. Oh, I love him. I hate him. I love him. You know, he's just like, oh, George. Oh, George. Phantom Menace and Batman and Robin are two DVDs you need to buy just to watch the making of. Yeah. It is crazy. (laughs) But again, like, we just love Star Wars so much that yeah. we're almost willing. I mean, not, I mean, like you don't have to like this movie to be a Star Wars fan. Don't get me wrong. Like I completely understand if you'd never want to see this again. But it is like at least for me, it's almost endearingly bad. Where like when things just go so. I mean, there are times where I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, what the fuck? Am <laughs> yeah. I, like what am I looking at? Like this right. is so bizarre. This has gotten so far like, out of hand. How the hell did we end up here? Like why are we doing this? Why, my God, go back, please cut back to the other plot or like please yeah. cut to something else. Yeah. I just can't look at the anymore but we keep watching i mean job of the fucking hut makes an appearance in this movie like we sure I don't does. Need to see him no we don't need to see what he's up to no, no. i don't give a fuck about job of the hut i don't need to see when jabba was still mobile oh yeah no. oh, oh i love that he before looks, the gout took i him. love that he looks thinner in this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> surprisingly felt he looks jabba. good yeah, he's, yeah in his like prime. He's, he's like yeah he's falling on hard times and then you know oh did i mention boss nass in the last one I don't know. Probably. I want to bring up. It's it's something a friend of mine, uh, Justin, who does the art for our podcast, pointed out years ago, and that's all I can think about now when I watch the Phantom Menace. Is that Boss Nass looks like John McCain? <laughs> oh my god! If you look at a photo of John McCain, <laughs> oh right next to Boss Nass. It's, yeah, it's happening in my head. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> Just thank you for get that. that out there. I will say something to like the magic of the Phantom Menace and why I mean even to this day it's still one of the highest grossing films of all time like I think of course it, it yeah. Was. oh yeah. yeah because like Star Wars is back and um there's the first actually Star Wars like 16 years yeah you have to oh my god there's this clip on YouTube and maybe I'll tweet a link and you can look it up afterwards because it really is something you've got to watch it's like a local news station um is talking to people who waited in line for days mm-hmm. to oh, see yeah. this movie because this oh, yeah. is like when movie phone, I think you can maybe call Fandango to buy tickets, but otherwise we had to wait in line. And this is maybe where we'll wrap up this conversation about it. But um, like they talk to people who immediately after the movie comes out and the afterglow of Star Wars, it's um, it's like amazing. And like nothing else on earth would cause people to just 
be this way. Like they walk out of the Phantom Mess and they're like, we loved it. Yeah. I can't wait to see it again. It's the best. Song. They're literally like, it's better than Empire. There's one guy and it's like perfectly edited. He's like, I thought it sucked. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think... But everyone else is like, that was amazing. Like of the course, CGI. Well, actually... We love Jar Jar Binks. Like, it's just so like the at hype the was time. So yeah. Huge. And it's something that I feel like over time as like people like were farther and farther away from it and I think maybe this is what happened when they were making the movie Mm -hmm. that the more distance you have from it the more critical you can become because that first it's the honeymoon period of like I'm just so fucking happy to see Star Wars again that video to be one of the most sinister videos (laughs) because I think it it really summed up for me the problem with a lot of modern movies too sure the shilling of it yeah which is that they can get away with hype and like Movies can just be these things that you release on that hype and then people forget about it a year later. The comparison I always did was uh, Jurassic World has a similar video of people coming out and being like, oh, my God. Oh, people and, love Jurassic yeah, World. And it's mm-hmm. not a good movie. Yeah. And it really is. <clears throat> it's that idea that you can make a subpar mediocre film. And as long as it's tied to a, a property, yeah. people will, will see it. You'll make a lot of money and you don't have to do any work. Yeah. Um, and then you can be like, thanks for the money, bye. Yep. And and so, like, yeah, it's it's true that people, I don't know. Yeah. No, and I, I understand what you're saying, and it, I'm sympathetic to that, though, because I fall in that honeypot. I mean, right. I can't throw stones in my yeah. glass house. My God, the Marvel, Marvel takes me to the movies at least four times a year. <laughs> yeah. Right. I watched, I, I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp. My, like, I mean, in theaters. Why? Because. I, I actually really liked that one. It yeah, was a I lot never, of fun. I never feel, I never feel cheated by a Marvel movie, though. That's really, gonna, really. Yeah. like the Star Wars movies. Like, like I'm at the point now where like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I you guys talked about this on Attack of the Clones, and we won't get into it. But like, I actually really love the new Star Wars movies. Well, so, oh. but like, I mean, to each their own. To fine. each their That's own. Fine. It yeah, is fine. definitely because I get really mad at the Jurassic World stuff. Mm-hmm. But just for I've, I might have said this in Attack of the Clones. I didn't watch Star Wars until I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I had no childhood attachment to it mm-hmm. oh and see so i the have new, a big okay yeah, so the yeah, new films good. yeah the new films i i enjoy because i don't have any that emotional thing it's weird attached they, so for me i'm just like yeah it's fun it's star wars it uh, yes yeah, some of the films are dumb i didn't really like solo I, I didn't like rogue one that much but to me i i don't have that much emotionally invested but you whereas, do for jurassic park yeah whereas jurassic park would make me physically Cause, angry right cuz i was going to say you realize Ju- force awakens is just jurassic world i know i don't care because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. i'm not emotionally invested oh i think invested. one movie is significantly better than the other personally yeah. but yeah no i mean like i said at the top of this like i have a very pure love for star yeah, wars i said solo four times although i will say brag I didn't mean to see it that many times, but the fourth time, um, Mark Hamill and Alden... I was abducted? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I couldn't say no. Mark Hamill and Alden Ehrenreich did a Q&A before the movie. Oh, Ooh. shit. Well, yeah. So, I went and saw that fucking What was movie, Mark yeah. Hamill's... He was just like, yeah, I like the movie, well, too. Well, in town. Well, no, it was, it was a fundraiser for a school, and, like, Alden had gone to the school, and I think, like, Mark's kids had gone to the school, ah. and so they were, like, you know, speaking on behalf, and then it was, it was like, a fundraising night mm-hmm. for them, so, I mean, it was, like, it almost... Like, they're... Them both being there almost had nothing to do with the movie except for, yeah. like, obviously he's on Solo and that's Mark Hamill. Yeah. Uh, mm. So, but, I mean, again, like, 
Yeah. I, so I'm, I, I am. I have the cognitive dissonance to be critical and to not like things. Mm-hmm. But then also at the end of the day, like, I mean, what am I going to do? Not go see Star. Not love Star Wars with all of my heart. Like, yeah. I'm willing to justify and I'm willing to find the things that I like, which is why I, you know, I can watch the Phantom Menace not all the time, but when it comes time to rewatch all the movies, fuck it, I watch this one. Sure. <laughs> You know, because like I said, like to me, when Star Wars is good, it's great. It's so fucking good. And then for me, when it's bad, it's just kind of weird. And like, I just don't want to invest time and energy in things I don't like mm-hmm. about of it course. because I love Star Wars. Now, I do want to read a fact about like how much people love Star Wars. And oh, how, I like, love facts. Oh, yeah. No, because this is on the trivia page. I could go either way about facts. <laughs> Not a fan. Um, like nothing else. To me, nothing else on Earth compares to this. I'm going to read this verbatim, so excuse sure. me. Um, During the first week of the first trailer's release, many theaters reported up to 75% of their audience paying full price for a movie than walking out after the Star Wars Episode One trailer was shown. Yes. It was Meet Joe Black, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Was the movie. (laughs) Can you even imagine paying full... Well, I mean, now it's on YouTube, so you don't have to do that. But YouTube didn't (laughs) exist then. Yeah, but like... The the camaraderie is also something that attracts me about Star Wars, that like even... and, And I think the hype did hurt this movie a little bit because everyone was expecting the greatest movie of all time. Nothing could have lived up to that. Exactly. But like, I just love, I love that. Like, it's a love-hate thing because I do agree with you that there is a honeypot aspect to it that like, we shouldn't be so blindly in love with it that we just accept anything. Right. And at the same time, I choose to accept it though. Sure. Like this is, it's like, it's like my emotional support movies, Star uh-huh. Wars. Are. Of course, so it's yeah. Like, of course. like I, let me be like cynical and, and miserable about it. literally everything else in my life. Let me for like these two, two and a half hours, just like fucking yeah. hang out with my good friends just one more time and, mm-hmm. And be sad about the things that didn't really happen and then just, like, laugh about the things that did. Well, that's the thing. You're enjoying movies the way most normal society enjoys <laughs> movies where I'm like, Jurassic World sucked. And they're just like, I don't know. It was a thing I saw for an afternoon and it made me not think about death for a while. And that was great. Yeah, like, it's uh, just like, it, 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 like it who gives a shit? Yeah, oh. that is also, like, my, my <laughs> yeah, philosophy shit. about watching films is that, like, if it's profound and if it's yeah. good and it works for you, amazing. And if it doesn't. It's not worth yeah. tweeting people all the time and being like, this was terrible. You owe me a yeah. refund of my childhood, you monster. It's like, just relax. Yeah, calm down. I, I know we're running along, but do you think the Meet Joe Black people were like, wow, th- this movie's doing Star Wars numbers. <laughs> wow, this is going to be the next Star Wars Meet Maybe. Joe Black series. Uh, yeah, make six more of these. Yeah, we're gonna make more Meet Joe Blacks. Yeah. I just think that number. I just think that fact is so impressive, and like that really just goes to show like the passion. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm old enough that I remember that. Mm. Like I remember that was a thing that like people yeah. were doing. It's like we're gonna go see the Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I worked at a theater, that was yeah. the only way to see a trailer for a while, and then yeah. the internet like started. Like I remember the first trailer I saw online was maybe the Godzilla trailer. Um, yeah, this was still around the time where like I. Like, but it like, would, it was it would, like, it would take, you have like, to download you'd the go to like AOL movie. movies. Yeah. It would take, then, like, a real long time yeah. for yeah. web pages to load. Like, um, yeah, but I, for this movie, I saw it, like, I didn't get the initial wave of hype. I, I saw it, like, in the middle of the summer. Like, I saw it in July mm. uh, at a matinee. It was me and my brother sitting there, and there was, like, two other people in the theater, like, in opposite ends of the theater, and we sat there and watched the entire movie in total silence. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't. Not even like a clap, but like a <gasps> nope. We Nothing. didn't. We didn't speak to each other. <laughs> and then <laughs> sat there and watched it. There is something like, to that. What? Total silence. <laughs> oh really man, yes. But this is my first Star Wars movie. This is why I'll always be, you know, defensive of it 
all while knowing this is bad, but it is it's, my yeah. best worst movie. That's fair. It's, yeah. There are worse ones. For sure. This is a fun movie to watch for me. In you know, It's got the Star Wars that elevates it, and then it's a fun movie to watch in the sense that I mentioned Batman and Robin. A movie like that is a fun movie to watch. We're like, this is just so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are parts of it that are boring. Though, yes. Which... I was going to say, my, my notes up. end yeah. halfway yeah. through of me saying, oh, this is boring. I give up. Yeah. Because it's just. It's very boring. It really how, and how dare you make a Star Wars movie boring? Yeah. yeah it's always impressive. I always asshole. have to give him credit for that. Like, yeah. hey, you did it. I don't know how, but. Congrats, man. You made <laughs> you me did it, man. fucking sleepy during a Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah. I wish you uh... wouldn't. I wish you'd end it at two hours. <laughs> Get it in there under a brisk two hours. Yeah. Oh man! <sighs> so yeah, I think I think we got to wrap it up. I think yeah. we got to wrap it up. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. Of and course, thanks about... for having me on and, and going through another prequel movie. I know that's it's <laughs> well, frustrating. We're going to hit them all. I think. Probably. Yeah. By the way, they don't sell. You can't rent them online. You have to buy them. <gasps> really? Yeah. Lucasfilm is they're, they're real, Disney. Real the Disney. They're mm-hmm. real dicks about it. Mm-hmm. They literally did interviews where they're like, "Why can't we rent it?" And it's like, "Because people will just buy them." That's because true. And also, do? like, what if, are you going to do about if it? If you're if you if you are someone that is like, maybe I should rewatch the prequels. I mean, you probably already own them. I yes, think. yeah. yeah. I, I I was lucky there. I own them all, right. so I didn't have to buy it again. Yeah, I bought it twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you want to What do you want to plug? What do you want to talk about? Um, I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at sk underscore griffith. I do tweet about Star Wars, and I'm open to uh, respectful discussions about it. Mm. If you <laughs> listen to this and you're like, "This bitch is out of her mind," Qui Gon is amazing. Like, sure, I you know tell me that, I guess. But if not, I'm also I have a podcast called Rough Stuff with Bridget Greenberg, a fellow cracked alumni. You can check out. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, I've tried to be on that show twice now. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're bad. You're bad. Luck. I'm just yeah. I'm a, I'm both a times. Image. Tom's come on. The audio has like just not worked out. Like we've had technical difficulties. Mm. So I have heard Tom relive his most embarrassing and like horrible like adolescent moments, and yep. I just know him so twice well. Twice now, that's amazing. But that's yeah. a secret that will go with me to the grave. I'm also just like while we're on the topic, I'll be at Star Wars Celebration in April. Oh, cool. So if anybody like runs into me and just wants to like punch me in the face for saying like I'm not too hot on an Obi Wan standalone, check me out. Like that's going to be there. Go fight One her. person is going to randomly punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be the one April. with the uh, <laughs> Justice for Jar Jar shirt on, walking around telling everyone the Phantom Menace is not that bad. Excellent. I'm not going to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be clear. That will not, you will be punching somebody unrelated. If, yeah. if that, person, <laughs> that person will not understand what's Plenty happening. Plenty other fights to be had, I mm. think. <laughs> Um, yeah, as always, you can check out Dave and I's Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Employed. We have a bunch of other podcasts and such that we do there. We have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Employed. We sell t-shirts of our various shows and chicanery and stuff. Yes. What else am I missing? We Follow us on new, Twitter. We got, yeah, we got a new podcast coming out. We do. Um, called Fox Mulder is a Maniac. Ooh. It's yeah. about that just that. Yes, yeah, so it that. is. We're he just. Is. Re- oh, I mean, the title alone, I'm. Yes, yes. I'm listening to that 100%. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we're just rewatching all the X Files, but we're analyzing each episode just for how insane he is. It's very yeah. unhinged. Yeah. He is. He it's is a, a troubled man. It's mm. been very fun so far. We've taped a few already. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.